0: This message comes from NPR's sponsor, McDonald's. McDonald's is proud to help communities around the country, donating food and serving hot meals when neighbors need them most, recently in the aftermath of Hurricane Laura and to first responders amidst the pandemic. McDonald's, serving here. For NPR Music, you're connected to all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. So what is an anthem? The Star Spangled Banner, obviously an anthem, but there's a broader definition that we are cooking up, right? And I'm here with the we, Elizabeth Blair from NPR and the Arts Desk. Hi, Bob. Hi there, and I'm here with Robin Hilton. We're starting a series, and it starts on July 4th appropriately, and we all think of one thing as an anthem for sure. We can all agree the national anthem is an anthem.
1: God Bless America is an anthem.
0: That's right, but you wouldn't do a series about anthems that would just be that. Most we all definitely. have personal anthems. We all arise to an occasion because of a song. Tell us about right. this series.
1: Yeah, well, the series, it, it comes out of the fact that Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the National Anthem and, and other football players followed him. You know, we're living in a time where people are talking about what does it mean to be an American? What values do we hold? So that got us thinking about songs that have a political theme, patriotic theme. And then we thought, well, the, the definition of anthem is very broad. It's, you know, rousing, uplifting song around an idea, a feeling, you know, at principle, and so we are yes, we are defining anthem in the broadest sense possible. We have female empowerment anthems that we'll look at, civil rights anthems, anti-war anthems. And the
0: we look at means it on, on NPR on the, radio. On, the network, and, on
1: the network on the network on Morning Edition on All Things Considered. The radio segments will air there and at npr.org. We've done these big series before, as you know. We've did Fifty Great Voices long ago. We did the NPR 100, where we take a song and and we build a story around it. We look look at the context in which it was created. We look at how, in this particular series, how do people use songs? You know, it's an anthem because people use it for some reason.
0: So, and an example, uh, Robin Hilton, you've got... uh this Little Light of Mine? Yeah, this song, This Little Light of Mine. I thought it was a really beautiful moment
2: that happened in an otherwise unsettling day in Charlottesville. White supremacists had gathered there to march, and there were counter protesters on hand, and the counter protesters at one point began singing this song. We have audio for you. Do you guys sing? for a while what you heard at the beginning you first heard one of the white nationalists say you will not replace us and then you heard someone a little closer on mic say do you sing and that was a person who was recording this audio asking uh, the protesters if they sang if they wanted to join in on this song that the counter protesters were singing.
1: Yeah, This Little Light of Mine, it's such an interesting story because, I mean, so many children have we, we sing it when we were little, um, you know, choirs sing it. It was co-opted by the civil rights movement. Um, for the radio segment, Eric Deggins is doing that story, and he did a number of interviews with people um, who know the history. Uh, and one of them was a Reverend Sekou, um, and he was there at the protest that day.
0: And he's a musician, and actually... He's been here at our offices through so tiny desk. on a tiny desk,
1: yeah.
3: Oh, great. Yeah.
0: Well, we had originally
4: said we were going to stand silently, but the Nazis were literally marching past us in these various battalions, cursing and yelling, mostly homophobic slurs at us. And you could feel the energy other people who weren't with us, right, who we had not trained, who were not part of our crew of clergy. We're getting amped up. And I do know that Pentecostals, we talk about changing the atmosphere. And so I know song could do that. So I just broke out in this little light of mine because it's to stand in the front of all that darkness, men with machine guns, protecting Nazis from clergy in
2: robes. And then we weren't going to let the darkness have the last word. Such an expressive fellow. Yeah. Amazing. And he helped get that song going at the rally in Charlottesville.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it really, I think, diffused the tension when they started singing. Let's
0: pick another song. There's a song from Nina Simone, To Be Young, Gifted and Black. Let's play that. It's something I wouldn't immediately think of as an anthem. And that's, I think, some of the beauty of this series. Not only do we learn about anthems and dig into them in ways that we didn't know them before, but then we hear songs that we wouldn't think of as an anthem, but there's good reason for them to be an anthem. And so let's play this Nina Simone tune. Dina Simone's song, what, what is this, a uh, late 60s? It,
1: it was released in 1970, uh-huh. uh, and the title, To Be Ungifted in Black, comes from her friend Lorraine Hansberry, who had recently died. She wrote a, I believe it's a play, called To Be Ungifted in Black. Um, and, you know, there again, it's, at the time, there were no songs really like that that reached the, the masses, and in this case, the African-American masses, saying, we are gifted, uh-huh. we are Prized, we are precious. Um, say it
0: loud, James Brown was the closest a, yeah, thing I can think of.
1: Yeah, but this is different in yes, a way. You course. know, this is—it's uh, it, got a gospel feeling to it. It's got a—it's you know, very singable.
0: And so, so far, we've done songs that I can absolutely hear as anthems. But sometimes you hear songs, and uh, well, seriously. Robin's on the desk. That's plenty. He's he's got his hand in the air.
2: (laughs) Tell us why. Well, this was one when when you were, Elizabeth, asking for suggestions. This is one I thought of. uh, It came out when I was in high school, and I just could not stand it. It's We're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. But (laughs) (laughs) even as much as I couldn't stand it, I had to admit, to me, it fit the very definition of of an anthem because I remember all the kids in school back in the 80s were singing this song and it, it I mean to the, the
0: teachers to the teachers
2: <laughs> to their parents that this this was an anthem of youth empowerment so, so to speak and Oh. Oh. <laughs> all those yeah. now—all
1: those people have grown up. All those young people have grown up, and many of them have become teachers. And they're singing it for a very different reason. Um, th- I mean, one of the reasons we chose this song is because uh, there have been many teachers' protests in Oklahoma, Arizona, Kentucky, and lo and behold, one of the songs they are singing while they are protesting is this one. But it sounds very different when the teachers sing it. <laughs>
0: how, how L- let's let's listen to wait, the wait, teachers whoa, 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 whoa. Of it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take down from the desk, Robin, let's hear the teachers.
2: Yeah, yeah no kidding.
0: <laughs> not gonna take
5: it We're not gonna take it, no,
2: gonna take it. Not gonna take it And I have to admit, in this context, it gives me a little bit of a chill. Yeah. They sound, I mean, and yeah. also
1: they sound great. Yes.
2: Yeah. Like
1: this is not just a random crowd. It's like are they, were they all music teachers or something? They they sound quite this, good. This is
2: one of the pieces you're doing, and it was this about um, teachers. Were they protesting teachers' salaries or what was this C- protesting Conditions,
1: about? salaries, uh, all all of that. Yeah. And we are going to interview Dee Snyder, who is very moved and honored that the teachers are are, are singing it at their rallies. Well, that's
0: fantastic. Twisted wow. Sister returns. <laughs> We're going to take a break in a second, but if I'm a listener out there and I'm thinking, I've got an anthem, I want to tell everybody my anthem, how do, how mm-hmm. would they do that? They, we
1: we want to hear. We right. want to hear from you. We, we especially want to hear stories about singing anthems, but also make suggestions. Uh, they go to our website. The site will live um, at NPR Music. Okay. What's your American anthem? There's a submission. You fill it out, hit send.
0: Great. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. I know I've got an anthem. How about you, Mr. Oh, Hill? definitely. And yeah. Elizabeth? Oh, of course. Great.
2: Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from ELS Studio 3D Premium Audio, available in the all-new 2019 Acura RDX. Surrounded by 16 speakers and 710 watts, ELS Studio 3D lets you take studio-quality sound on the road. Developed with eight-time Grammy Award-winning recording engineer Elliot Shiner, it's a whole new dimension in sound that lets you hear the music the way it was originally intended to be heard. Precision-crafted audio performance exclusively from acura
0: support also comes from stitcher premium featuring weird al yankovic from his recent ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour where for the first time he played just his original songs enjoy 77 performances each unique with a different set list professionally mixed and mastered and including al's impromptu stage banter Listen to Weird Al Yankovic now on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com slash weirdal and use promo code SONGS.
2: 77 shows. Each one's different. Wow. And you can hear everyone. The Vanity Tour, That's I love amazing.
0: it. That's uh, amazing. We're talking anthems. We're talking American anthems. I'm here with Elizabeth Blair from NPR and Robin Hilton. And uh, listeners can tell us, their anthems, and we may run with it and do a story about it. There's a song called Make Them Hear You. It's a song that originally
2: appeared in the musical Ragtime, but the version we're going to play was recorded at a rally in Tennessee, and it was sung by a gay men's choir. The song Make Them Hear You.
0: I think the one thing that's getting clear to me the more I think about this is that almost all of these songs and what makes an anthem an anthem in many ways is the ability ability to unite people and be able to sing this thing together that creates this beautiful community instantly. We we heard that with Milk, the song that she did at the uh, Women's March in Washington. Uh, you hear it right here, you, and you hear them getting more powerful, the message, the community getting tighter as the song progresses. It's really beautiful. It's
1: absolutely right. It's the collective, expressing a collective emotion together.
2: And what's happening, uh, I'm getting emotional thinking about just this, in this video clip, what's happening is there are two protesters holding these hateful signs that are, you know, anti-LGBTQ, and this gay men's choir forms a circle around these two lone protesters, and they just belt this song oh out gosh. at them. And if you, if you watch that clip or you listen to the audio we just played, at Can the we very, put that online? Yeah, yeah we'll put, and we'll put it on our on our site. Uh, you hear someone say, you're disgusting, yeah, at the, the beginning that the of that, and they break into the this song and it's really powerful but a listener wrote in to suggest this song and talked about seeing this video online this listener from Long Island I'm quoting them says I think that moment captures both the adversity and triumph that exists in this country There has always been hate, and unfortunately, there will continue to be hate. There also exists a force within people, however, to stand up to that hatred and demand justice. That ideal is present and Make Them Hear You, and the song likewise demands that we not sit idly by while injustice occurs. Only through solidarity will oppression bow down. One could use force to achieve this justice, or as the song encourages, one can keep the memory of struggle and determination alive through the power of words. Which is a beautiful comment from mm. listeners who've
0: contributed to this already, Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, very much so. Wow.
0: Well, so. Yeah. Um, personal anthems. You must have one. You've uh, been working on this series for a bit. And-
1: I know. I have several. I mean, I will tell you one that is maybe a surprise for people because you know, yes, anthems are they express our collective emotions, um, but they can also be an anthem that is sort of uplifts, rouses. In a more intimate way, um, one of our songs, our coming of age anthem is um, At 17 by Janice Ian, um, because Mm -hmm. it's one of the first songs where you could call it confessional, but where, you know, listening to that song, a lot of women felt united in the spirit of that song and the emotions of that song. Um, But I think a more obvious, but choice, which is one I I love deeply, is um, the Buffalo Springfield song, For What It's Worth. And I happened to see Stephen Stills and Judy Collins at the Kennedy Center on Saturday. And Stephen Stills made the remark that this song he wrote back in the 60s, about a very specific moment, it was the teenage riots on Sunset Boulevard. Right,
0: They were trying to curfew people going to clubs and stuff in 1966. Right.
1: And that was this very specific incident that inspired that song. He says, but then it became something else. People took it, and it means a lot of things to a lot of different people, whether it's anti-war or civil rights or it's violence in general. Um, and he says, you know, this song has not lost its relevancy in 50 years. Yeah,
0: I love that. And I love uh, the, the idea that a song takes on a meaning larger than its original intent. Let's hear a little
2: This song's still relevant 50 years later. And uh, you, you know, the dystopian future of The Handmaid's Tale, which takes place, Lord knows how many years into the future, to promote the second season, they did a slow acapella version of this song. Did they? And it was so haunting in that context when you realized what it was, you know, it felt like it was written for the future, this future dystopian picture that they paint. Uh, but yeah, still relevant.
0: Yeah. I just listened to a little more of this. Yeah. yeah.
2: A lot of classic songs like this, you've heard so many times they lose
0: their potency, but I just don't think that's true in this case with this one. It's such a fertile time when, I mean, what happened in 60, well really 66, 67, 68, we're feeling again in music. We have so much music that is coming of age now because of the way people feel about the world around them. And I think this will be, I mean, we're 50 years out from that, so in 2068, Remember this cat, our intern, in 2068, <laughs> remember I said this, I won't be here, okay. but <laughs> we'll do a show 50 years from now, I'm sorry, do a show 50 years ago, But it looks at some of the amazing music that's coming out today. I never want people to think that there was some golden age of this stuff. There is so often fertile ground that brings the writing talent and the emotions out of people, and songs written today that may mean one thing in years to come will mean something else. Mr. Hilton.
2: Well, it, it's interesting you talk about coming of age, because when I, I was first asked, what would you think of when you think of American Anthem, I didn't even have to give it two seconds thought. I immediately thought, America, the song America by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, not that, yeah. Right, that, yeah. Um, I that mean, America. Yeah, that America by Simon and Garfunkel, uh, which to me is the ultimate song about coming of age. But, you know, and I'm not even sure if this song... Um, fits the strictest definition of an anthem, but it has always to me felt like a a call to arms for the idea of America and the American spirit. You know, we are a land of dreamers and it's a land where you're free to pursue those dreams. And despite what the ongoing uh, immigration debate has left a lot of people thinking, it is historically a land of opportunity for those who seek it. And uh, I just feel like this song perfectly captures that spirit. You know, it, it's just this classic tale of youthful idealism. These two friends and lovers head out to find America. And though you don't n- know exactly who's on the bus with them, you get the feeling that it's uh, a diverse group of people and they're all seeking the same thing, the same dream. Anyway, it's a song that has always filled me with just love for everybody and hope. And it makes me grateful to live here.
0: And it was also the beauty of the. Sort of the average day-to-day looking out the window of a bus that makes what you love about this country beautiful. Uh, Let's play some.
3: Let us be lovers, we'll marry our fortunes together. some real estate here in my bag so we bought a pack of cigarettes and this is pies and walked off to look for kathy i said as we born a degree out this chicken seems like a dream to me now. It took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw. I've come to look for America. Laughing on the bus, playing games with the faces said the man in the gabardine suit was a spy, I said be careful, his bow tie is really a camera, toss me a cigarette, I think there's one in my raincoat, we smoke last one an hour ago, so I looked at the scenery, she read her magazine, and the moon rose over an open field. Though I knew she was sleeping I'm empty and aching And I don't know why Count the cause on, on
4: the
5: new Jersey Tech Like they're oh, all come To the former man
2: This build in this song too It gets oh. more and more emphatic
0: There, oh Nice choice And, and, then, and, and yeah, I mean, I think we, we, uh, Elizabeth, we've all chosen songs for the most part that had protest edge to it, but this is, this is not that. I no, mean, not and, at all. And so the anthem doesn't have to be that. We're doing a call out. Yeah. Think broadly. Like, what is the song that identifies you? What is the song that you rally around? That that is. You
1: right. Even if ways. it unites people in a quiet way, at, right. uh, that makes you feel less alone in, in how you're feeling. And it
0: doesn't even yet have to be classic. I mean, these songs we're playing, including the pick I'm going to make, are almost 50 years old, if not more. But there are plenty of songs today, right? Well, Kenjik Lamar's uh, from To Pimp a Butterfly, his song All Right,
2: became a, a huge anthem. Other ones that listeners submitted, The Canon, The Immigrants, We Get the Job Done, which... Uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah.
1: And we will have um, some Latinx uh, songs on here, like Mi Gente by J Balvin, which came out uh, last year. Uh, you know, there's also this song by Milk,
3: yeah, Quiet, quiet uh,
1: yeah. which she debuted, I mean, she had written it before, but it was at the Women's March, and now I think it's been sung in several different languages.
2: And all her music is about uni- u- unifying people and making you feel like you're not alone mm-hmm. in the world.
0: That's great. I'm going to take us out because... Uh, When I was a kid growing up in in New York, uh, I could often uh, feel alone in the music I love. And I moved to, later moved to um, this area, the Washington, D.C. area. And so it was a time in my life where I was trying to make new friends and blah, blah, blah. And uh, this song connected me with the world and I knew how important music had become for me and, and was going to be for me we're going to go out on a song called Rock and Roll by the Velvet Underground and uh, we want you to tell us your anthem by going to the NPR Music website yep. uh, listening to the very first of many installments over the course of the year on the American Anthem thank you Elizabeth Blair
1: thank you Bob thanks for having me and Robin
0: yeah absolutely our pleasure Ah, it's all right Bye, everybody, from Hair Music. It's all songs considered.
5: Jenny said when she was just five years old There was nothing happening at all Every time she puts on the radio There was nothing going down at all Not at all she puts on a New York station You know she don't believe what she heard at all She started shaking to that fine, fine music You know her life was saved by rock and roll Despite all the imputation, You know you could just go out And dance to the rock and roll station It was all